There's an historic battle going on now across the West, in Europe, America, and elsewhere. We have been sold this meme of Islamophobia. Total and complete shutdown. This is all wrong. We have to be able to criticize bad ideas. So you don't believe anything. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that at all. There's blame on both sides, and I have no doubt about it. Because a lot of people listening to you will just say, I mean, are we going back to the That's because they're actually bit? not listening. Hi, and welcome back to Illuminating Taboo. Today, uh, Today's episode, we are talking all about toxic positivity. When does positivity become toxic? How much positivity is too much positivity? When are you suddenly threatened by my positivity? And when does it start to, you know, rub you the wrong way? So we discuss all of these things. I think this is one of the rare episodes we actually um, agree agree <laughs> a lot during. So it's very exciting. This happens very rarely. And um, without further ado, I guess. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Let's restart. This. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll do it. No, it's fine. <laughs> this is very authentic us, so we're going to keep it in. Um, okay. Yeah. So basically, this episode is actually really interesting. I think there's not enough debate surrounding toxic positivity. And people are just throwing it out there into the lexicon the void of the lexicon being like this is now a term and the terminology that we're going to use and me and Cass take some sort of issue to this but we do understand the foundations of it so um if you have anything to add and to teach us on on what the um actual um definition to you means because I think it's deeply personal then we're really excited to hear about that so yes without further ado times two <laughs> I bring you toxic positivity So toxic positivity, this one has been super controversial, especially on Instagram. So why is it taboo? Uh, there's, it's dividing people because some people are so against the idea of positivity being toxic and other people are so pro it. And I think with me and Cass, we've had conversations on this a lot. So this is why we're filming this today. Uh, we're literally just having a conversation on this topic off the bat, no editing, here we go. Um, and I think it's really important because I think people need to know what sort of degree their actions become toxic. And I think that's lost in the current um, paradigm and that's lost in the current ways that social media is being shared. There's, there's a lot of sharing and less guidelines on what po- toxic positivity actually constitutes. So we're going to kick start with that. What do you think, Cass? I think that there's this misconception of positivity to begin with. I think many, especially in academia or, or in circles where people are highly educated and, and, and respected, positivity seems to get a bad name. Positivity seems to be akin to an ignorance. If you are able to be positive in the world of today, it's because you are ignorant of, of, about the harsh realities that exist. And I don't believe that to be true. I am one of the crazies that, are, <laughs> that, have, that has been accused of, of toxic positivity, that has been accused of, of doing such things. And I don't think I feel like there's um, there's a lot of gray area, a lot of misconceptions and misunderstandings. So one of the reasons I'm so excited to speak about this today is to clarify, what is it? When does positivity become toxic? Because I don't want, I don't like this belief that all positivity is toxic and all the positivity is fake. 
because that's sad to me. Imagine if nobody was genuinely happy and you truly believe that at the depth of your core, every time you saw a smile, they were faking it. What does that, how does the world look to you in that? It's, it just yeah, makes so me... It's a slippery slope. It's, it's a, a slippery, really slippery slope. slope. So I wanted to clarify what it looks like. When does positivity become toxic and why is, and, and why that's a bad thing, basically? Um, so I'm just going to dive in. I think positivity is a good thing. I'm going to start there. Positivity is a good thing. However, I do, I found time and time again, as a person that is known for the permanent smile on my face, time and time again, I have trouble, um, kind of proving the, the authenticity of my happy you know what I mean? Like, it always gets questioned. Like, why? how can you be happy? It's a terrible job. Like, nobody else is happy in this job. And here you are with your big smile first thing in the morning. Like, how? Um, so I think there's a mystery about positivity that's there. Like, that people are genuinely interested in finding out why, how it's possible, if it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think the point they're making, though, is that all positivity is toxic. I think it is when it crosses that threshold. If someone's, for example, depressed and then someone is coming up to them and being like, oh, well, why don't you just cheer up and stuff like that? And, and I do agree in that, those cases, because in those certain cases, it can kind of amount to emotional gaslighting in the sense that it can make the person question their sense of self and make them think, oh there's this added layer of something wrong to me because I'm not not only am I feeling this pain and I'm not having someone validate my pain and say it's okay to be in pain but now someone's trying to convert that and make it seem like there's you know it's a sunny day when it's a rainy day I couldn't agree with you more I depression is real it is Mm -hmm. real it's and when it's diagnosed, it is a chemical imbalance. It is, you know what I mean? The, the solution to depression is not positive vibes. Like that's not where I stand no, at all no. by any means. I just wanted to put that out there. But I think it becomes um, a question when it's like, is it, if it's not depression, because it's not always depression, at what point is it, is it just, at what point is it sadness? Like, you know what I mean? If I'm having just like a bad day, I don't, I personally don't say that stuff like just be happy or just be positive, especially not to other people. I'm more, I'm more in tune with myself. I'm more just like, can I let this go? Can I let Mm. this go a little bit? How can I increase Mm -hmm. my mood by 0.5% if it's currently sitting at a two out of 10? Can I, what would I, what can I do? What is in within my power to increase my mood by 0.5%? That's like of the thought process that I am and how it, but um, the questions, I, a lot of the questions I get about positivity and why, how can I smile so much and why I'm so happy, I think it, it has more to do with um, of the way that I present myself. Like, I'm very much like, you know, welcome, you're in a safe place here. And um, that might, one of the reasons for that might be because I'm, I believe that I'm an intimidating and striking person. Like I am a giant Amazonian woman. And I think that can be quite ferocious. Like it's like, oh my God, it's Godzilla. You know, it's like, no, I'm actually friendly, please. I'm a friendly giant. So I feel like (laughs) a little bit of the way that I present myself and I'm always like, I lead with a smile. is just to give that people um, Mm -hmm. that like, you know, you're in a safe place here because I'm very humanistic. And And, and I agree then. And and I think that, you know, some people are just very positive. And I think that's a, that's an issue with toxic positivity because then it's saying someone's whole persona is toxic if they are genuinely a positive person. 
and they have more inclinations to, you know, try and see on the bright side. And that's another thing that kind of confuses me is positivity, the same thing as optimism. And if you're a half glass full person by default, you know, does, does that mean you suddenly have to become a half glass empty? And I know that's not what they're saying. I don't think that at all, but I, I do think that it can be a really slippery slope. And then when we apply it to, you know, as, as, as you say, like, do people think that you're toxic because you're so positive? Like, I get that at in work in old workplaces, especially I get that, especially because, um, I feel like people get, for example, three different occasions in corporate jobs. I, when I started, when I started there, I'm a generally positive person. I greet people with a smile and I'm enthusiastic. I'm, I'm, a, I'm one of those annoying morning people. We'll just say that. So as an annoying morning person <laughs> that, you know, has a bouncer in her step first thing in the morning, um, I get a lot of questions like, how, how can you be like this? And at, on three different occasions, there's people that, that have made bets. Like, I wonder how long it's going to take for her to become like the rest of us, like jaded, like to come in like, ugh, another day in hell. Like, you know what I mean? To come in with that kind of attitude. I think um, positivity becomes toxic, in my opinion, um, when it becomes hiding and masking your true feelings. Yes, um, 100%. And I, and I admit that I've done that because I don't believe that everybody's worthy of knowing my true feelings. I'm very, I'm a very private person and I do, and I have been betrayed before. And when you have been betrayed and people have basically used your, you know, your weaknesses or concerns against you, it, it makes you a little more weary with who you, whom you share it with. So I have hid my feelings in the past, not with a smile always per se, but I've done it. You know, I think as a woman, we've all done it. We've all been uncomfortable, say, you know, say you're getting hit on and you're alone and you're like, you know, I, I, I've dimmed the harshness of my no because I thought I would, I might, you know, I'm just like, mm, I should probably not like piss him off. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you're cute, but I'm, I'm married. You know, I, I've taken that approach instead of the hell no approach a lot of times, even if that's what I wanted to say. Um, and, and it's just, just to protect myself. So there's a lot of different varying degrees on, I think, why people would mask their true feelings, but it becomes yeah toxic when you're not only masking your feelings, but when you're asked about the legitimacy of your feelings or when you're asked about like, you don't agree at all, like that we're, ha- we're all suffering here. Don't you, aren't you with us? Aren't you also suffering? You know, if I'm pretending to not be suffering for the sake of me, I don't think it serves the yeah. collective, the group in that work setting. You know what I mean? No, so, and, and I completely agree with that. And I think a prime example of that is Robin Williams. Like he literally lived his entire life to make people happy and sadly ended up killing himself. And, you know, I've been thinking about this throughout um, this conversation and conversations we've had in the past, but like, would he have not killed himself if there hadn't been toxic positivity? But I kind of, I kind of disagree. I think there's other factors to play there. I think it's uh, men's inability to speak out about mental health, which we are filming an episode on as well. Stay tuned. (laughs) And I think that there is so many factors that, that come into play that simply putting toxic before positivity isn't a solution to explaining that. And I think that what would be more helpful instead of just adding toxic to the lexicon is normalizing people feeling every single feeling that they're feeling 
and making a society that normalizes pain rather than just saying this is toxic this is toxic positivity because what's next toxic kindness agreed i couldn't agree with you more i think in the way we do have a society that has normalized pain because of the way in which the news works you know the endless suffering of the world is like shown to us in images and it's like you know it's just like become a part of our day and and um to the point where it doesn't affect us anymore. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're almost like immune to feeling not, I can't speak for everybody to be honest, but I feel like I'm almost immune to feeling all of the pain. And I'm, I'm a humanitarian, like international development is, is my career field of choice. And um, I went into it because I'm a bleeding heart and because I feel all the feelings, you know, I'm just, I was like, I couldn't just hear about it, but... But but that's you, but I don't think all people are doing that. And I especially don't think men are doing that. It becomes toxic, I think, when you're minimizing other people's experience and you would build good quotes or statements by dismissing any of their emotions, especially when they present (laughs) But then surely the whole of Instagram is toxic positivity because that's all I see. (laughs) But I do... As somebody that loves to spread love and positivity, I spread I spread the messages I thought I needed that day, and I and I've learned to be more authentic with the not so positive feelings. But I I always come full circle because I'm not a dweller. I can't sit there in my negativity and be comfortable there. It's it's very uncomfortable for me. So I work, I do my work and I find a way out and then I share the whole picture. I'm just like, here's where I was. This is the scenario. Here's what I've done to find my Mm -hmm. way out. And here's my conclusion now, positive, you Mm -hmm. know, and hopefully to in attempt to inspire someone through the process. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not for the shaming and chastising others for expressing, expressing frustrations or anything other than positivity. But I do think that um, as somebody that is actively trying to, to, stay, to stay more positive for the sake of my young children, um, I, do, I do think that I... I limit some people in my life because I, some people are stuck on negative and you don't see the word toxic toxic? negativity, but it is, it is toxic negativity. And I think that's the reason why positivity even became quote unquote toxic is because, because of the rampant negativity that's out Mm -hmm. there. But when cynicism and negativity becomes respected, you know what I mean? Like if you're, if you're a cynic, you're an intelligent person. I have this, I come from a culture that that demonizes people that smile too much. It's like, oh, if he smiles, like you don't smile so much or you don't think you're an idiot. That, um, and that's from the Congo, DRC Congo in Africa. That's one of the, the things I've heard growing up. And I'm, I'm a, I've always been a permanent smile kind of person. So it's like, I don't care if they think I'm smart or not. They're not my teachers. They don't see my test results. You know, that was me being a sassy pants at 10 years old. But it's true. It's like, at what point do I stop monitoring myself, be it positive or negative for other people? And what makes it toxic? You know, if the negativity can be real, why can't the positivity be real also? Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's a really good point, sort of comparing it to toxic negativity. And I think people would tread more carefully when they label something as toxic negativity. And I think this comes back to the difference for me between being a victim, as a matter of fact, and dwelling in victim consciousness. And it's the people that dwell in victim consciousness that are negative people. And I do think that's toxic. 
Um, and But then at the same time, when they are a victim, then they are going through the pain. That pain needs to be felt 100%. But how long, you know, and I'm not, I'm not going to be the one who says you only have three days to feel that pain. That's not what I'm saying. You know, the time is healing. It's all a process. However, if you dwell in it forever and just sort of keep going over your old injuries for the rest of your life, that is way more toxic for not just you, but everyone around you. It creates a force field of negativity. And, and if people don't believe in energy and vibes and say that that's too spiritual and it's not science, they just know absolutely nothing about physics. First and foremost, you know, everything is energy, everything. And if you're emanating negative vibes to the rest of the world, the whole world's consciousness is going to dip. Like Eckhart Tolle says, you know, the more negativity you put out there, the more you're increasing unconsciousness. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that, especially because it's true. I, your vibe attracts your tribe as well. Um, I think one of the things, and we're very big advocates for therapy, and I will mention it in every episode if I have to, you know? Normalize <laughs> it, normalize it. Normalize that's we, it. That's what we want. Because it seems, um, it's easy. It's easy and cheap to connect to connect negatively. Like, you know what I mean? To connect because we both have a common hate or disdain for something. So in workplaces, that often is against the manager, you know? And as a manager, that was hard to hate, you know? Um, it, because I, I made an, a real effort to listen to people and see them and address their concerns. Um, I, I feel like people were almost lost. Like they almost had trouble connecting because common hate is, is such an easy way to be like, oh, we're friends because we both hate that thing without even mm -hmm. looking at each other or any of our other characteristics. Um, so I'm not about forcing a positive outlook on pain or encouraging people to keep silent about their struggles. I'm very much an open book. The, one of the reasons I'm able to be positive is because I'm very expressive. I'm not afraid of confrontation. Um, and when I don't feel well, I, I express it. I tell people and then, and it gets resolved and we move forward. And I encourage the same in other people. So when, so even when people are complaining, I listen because even if it's the, I don't, I don't write it off as negative, you know, nonsense. Mm. Mm. I try um, to listen. I, I, I feel you. Listen. I feel you. But complaining is literally the one thing that you can do that will lower your consciousness in the, the quickest way. I ask, you know, what are you going to do about it? I yeah. see, oh, you've identified all of these problems. Like, good for you. Step one is done. Step two is like, let's, let's make a plan about this. I'm very yeah, action oriented. Like, like, what are you going to do about it? Because it can be considered complaining, but what you've done is cataloged all of the barriers. Like, amazing. Yeah, you know? no, definitely. And I think that there's a difference there, though, between sort of making a complaint and telling feelings. There's different. Can people who complain do it relentlessly uh, when everything's wrong all the time and it just enhances that, that negativity? The one thing I've noticed that I kind of have an issue with is positive people being declared disingenuous because they're smiling. And I think that that is not only false, but it just kind of puts a standard out there that to be relatable or to be, you know, genuine, you have to throw out some negative vibes into the world. And I'm not for that. Me neither. Me neither. And that's where I wonder if toxic negativity is actually the, you know what I mean? It's actually mm -hmm. the issue at, at large here because it's because of how 
rampant it is and how intolerant generally people tend to be about positivity. We're, we're more quick to see something as this, you know, disingenuous. Disingenuous? Yeah. I like that word. Thank you for adding it to my lexicon. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's, it's true. It's like suddenly it's inauthentic because uh, to be smiling. And it's like, when does, are, is everything that you do not feel um, at the current moment disingenuous? Like, is everything that you do not feel or you have not felt in a while? Is it because the feeling doesn't exist at all? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. at what point does it become us using ourselves as mirrors as we tend to do because that's how our brains work. When you see a smile that you can't trust, like when I see a smile, I trust it right away, but I'm a smiley person. If you see a smile and you see like fake, what do they want from me? I wonder what that says about you. Like everything always loops back around to you. Suppressed emotions, several psychologists study, psychological studies, like they, they show us that hiding and denying feelings leads to more stress on the body, the mind, and increased difficulty in avoiding distressing thoughts. Like negativity mm-hmm. breeds negativity, breeds yeah. negativity bre- mm-hmm. to the point where you can really get sucked into this dark hole. So when negativity becomes accepted, becomes, you know, a subculture in a workplace, what does that do for you? And you know what I mean? Does that turn all positivity into tox- toxic energy? Because how much yeah. of positivity is toxic outside of the kind that is literally dismissing everything you're feeling? It's like, stop talking. I can't handle it right now. I'm in good vibes only mode. Just be positive, okay? Be positive for me. Like, that's not what we're talking about. That is very toxic. That's toxic, and that's, yeah. That is toxic. Yeah. And I admit that it's a thing. But I, I think the problem becomes when all positivity becomes labeled as toxic yeah because no one's discussed the guidelines no one said what actually constitutes toxic positivity they're just sort of saying you know and it just gives people you know more rights and sort of feeling of of dignity in declaring themselves okay to be negative that's what toxic positivity could be doing it it just says okay well, that means I can silence all the voices trying to actually brighten my day and, and help me. Um, and I'm allowed to dwell in my self-pity party now. Woohoo, let's get the let's get the bevs out and just get even more drunk and make it even worse. <laughs> like <laughs> I like um I have a list in front of me here and I'm just gonna share a couple of things on the list. It's a chart and it says on one side, it has toxic positivity examples. And on the other side, it has non-toxic acceptance and validation responses that you can use instead. Instead of saying, you know, don't think about it and stay positive. You can say, you say like, describe what you're feeling. I'm listening. This is very Ella Brene Brown, which I love because she's all about making space, holding space, even if Holding space doesn't mean I have to get sucked in and I also wallow. You know what I mean? Hold, it's not like negativity is contagious to the point where hearing about it will make you, you know, suck you into a dark hole of vortex of negativity. Mm-hmm. Holding space is all about, you know, letting the person decompress and letting them know that they're in, this, in a safe place to express themselves because repressing emotions, we've already said it, is terrible for you, your mind, your body, your everything. Um, Another example, don't worry, be happy. Great song. But if you say that to someone and legitimately mean it after Mm -hmm. they've expressed a legitimately concern, you're dismissing them. It's not about dismissing. Mm -hmm. Instead, they suggest you say something along the lines of, I see that you're really stressed. Is there anything I can do? 
Yeah, this 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 I completely agree with. Okay, this is very Brené Brown, which we love, and I would definitely say those kinds of things anyway. Um, because I think that comes naturally with a degree of emotional intelligence and a degree of internal boundaries when you know you can say you don't you don't take on that negativity yourself. That being said, I think that this is creating almost a guidebook of language that people can and cannot use to make sure they don't fall into a landmine where that's it, they're labeled as toxic. It's it's dangerous. You know, we might as well be given a rule book, age three, on on every word that you can say, every conversation you're allowed to have. Where's the liberty in that? Where's the free speech? I, I just, you know, people should have scope to mess up too. And if they do mess up and say something that is quite toxic, positivity, you know, why are they then labeled when all they really did was have good intentions? And, and, and this is as I see going down quite a negative spiral, to be honest, because, you know, what if you are someone who hasn't done the inner work to have those boundaries where you can be like, I don't want your negativity. I'm going to help you, but I don't want your negativity. Like, what if you haven't done that work and you are infected by it and you're just trying because you love someone so much, you just want them to smile and they're crying. Like, we've both felt that pain. We know what that's like seeing someone you love in such a way and not actually Mm -hmm. physically being able to help. There is a sense of helplessness there. And I think that creating things that you could or could not say beyond things like hate speech, which are just self-evident, you know, that's a big problem. It's just expecting people to do more than they can physically do. It's trying to make no scope for human mistakes. I think they're just suggestions. I I disagree because I, I do understand what you mean. Margin of error is absolutely important. We're imperfect human beings at our foundation, all of us, we can pretend all we want. That is, at our foundation, there is imperfection. That's one thing religion got right. Sinners, great. What else? Mm -hmm. You know, how are we going to move forward? So I'm with you. Margin of error, absolutely crucial um, because we're going to make mistakes along the way, but it's it's calling people out. I agree with you. Calling people out when you don't feel like it's, you know, working for you, but labeling someone as toxic positivity, you know, Labeling a whole person, a, a whole nuance and, you know, flexible and com- complex individual as yeah. someone that, it, that has and possesses toxic positivity is wrong. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's at what point, you know what I mean? It's, these are just suggestions. I like suggestions because some people are like, okay, cool. So I'm not allowed to be positive in person, like in public, then yeah. I'm just not going to speak. Like, I think, um, it's hard. I think but it's d- hard. Did you not think these suggestions would just come naturally if people understood emotional intelligence? Like- I think they would, <laughs> but the problem with common sense is that I it's don't not have common sense. Common, yeah, common know? sense is not is not a, is a completely different thing. I don't have well, any com- common sense. Well, let's say common sense in emotional intelligence. Common emotional intelligence sense. We'll put that. We'll okay. say that as if that's a thing. <laughs> it's well, hella lengthy, true. but uh, okay, we'll go with that. But then I think people should read this. Is one book, Daniel Goldman, Emotional Intelligence. Pick yes. it up. It's not that hard to read. It's it's fairly straightforward. You know, we have a duty to people we love to be emotionally intelligent. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with that more. And and the silver lining in all of this, as somebody that is 
You're um, toxic, Cass. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> go and go back in your positive hole and die. You know? <laughs> it's true. I feel I feel like that sometimes. It's like wow, like who knew? Mm-hmm. And I think it makes me more positive, and it like increases yeah. the toxic positivity in me. You know, be by la distance style. Yeah, um, I feel you. I just think of Alan Watts's quote: "To define is to limit all of the time." And I think it's so relevant to this. Adding more definitions, adding more labels, is just increasing our limitations. And I couldn't agree with you more. But where? What do you think? At what point does positivity become toxic? Is it at the point where the, uh, the other person is unable to? To to express themselves freely because their their thoughts are being stifled or their you know what I mean their feelings mm-hmm. are being stifled or, or blanket statements are being made without actually having any real conversation and nobody's being listened to or is it even beyond before that at what point does it become toxic you know is the smile on my face that is here for nothing mm-hmm. toxic for you because yeah. it's here for nothing does it make me fake does it make mm-hmm. you not want to trust me or you know. Or is it more about what that says to the person that, that is receiving all of this? Yeah, no, I'm really excited to see what people um, and listeners of the podcast think to this, actually, and, and continue the conversations on our social media, because this is one that I haven't made my mind up on about. I don't know about you, but, um, you know, my, my, my mind is free to be challenged. It's very fluid. These are just my initial intuitions on the topic, and, I, and, and I'm sure you the same, but I think that there should be sort of understanding of guidelines and then the question that comes after the guidelines of should there be guidelines and should we actually you know talk about toxic negativity too because I think that's such a good point you made Cass and I think that you know we can't just take one side without the other. Everything is double-sided agreed there's always two two sides to every story everything is gray nothing's black or white but um, let's see what you think join us on socials thank you so much for listening thank you